Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, April 19th, and we start with local news. The Columbia Police Department is trying to locate 15-year-old missing juvenile Eduardo Rafi Perez. Eduardo was last seen in the area of Creek Trail in Columbia on April 16th. Eduardo is 5 feet 4 inches tall, weighing about 140 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a blue hoodie, black and gray shorts, and gray Crocs. Any person with additional information that may assist in this or any other investigation is encouraged to contact Columbia Police Department Dispatch 24 hours a day at 931-388-2727, Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931-381-4900, or Columbia Police Safe Tip by email to safetips at columbiatn.com. The Murray County Commission approved unanimously a maximum of $10 million for the expansion of the Murray County Archives at its regular meeting on Monday. The expansion would include upgrading the existing building on East 6th Street and constructing a new wing on the property, increasing the square footage of the facility from 8,500 square feet to over 18,500 square feet. County Finance Director Doug Luconan explained that funds for the project are partially derived from the Murray County Archives document management fee, which generates about $235,000 per year. Since 2019, the fees, fee has raised almost $1 million to go toward the project. Adequate facilities tax revenues, only used for building projects within the county, will also fund some of the debt for the project. Commissioner Ray Jeter inquired if the archives project would limit future capital projects around the county. Luconan responded that funding for the project meets the capital goals of the previous commission, which approved $50,000 for an architect last year. He further explained that $1.7 million in adequate facilities tax revenue is still available to be allocated to other capital projects in the county, including renovations, new buildings, and infrastructure projects. As it now stands, $288,000 in adequate facilities tax revenue will go toward paying debt on the $30-plus million Murray County Justice Center, while $420,000 would pay debt for the archives project. Plans for the new archives building feature a new research library with multiple microfilm and computer stations, a media presentation room, and records conservation lab. Specialized areas will also be constructed for three-dimensional artifacts, maps and surveys, photography, and other records processing divisions. New insulation, a new roof, and HVAC systems would also be installed in the existing 60-year-old portion of the building, as well as other updates to the existing structure. The greatest reason for the expansion is that the archives is bursting at the seams. Murray County is one of the few counties in the state to house all of its original records from the formation of the county in 1807 to the present. The archive staff would like to thank the Murray County Commission and County Mayor for seeing the vision and understanding the importance of this incredible collection of historic documents. By funding this important project, they are ensuring the preservation of these documents for generations to come. It's a gift to the citizens of Murray County, the state, and the nation, because Murray County's history tells the complete story like few other places. Once construction begins, the project will take 14 to 18 months to complete, and the archives will operate from an alternative location at 1301 South James Campbell Boulevard. 
The archives is now and will be located after the completion of the project at 201 East 6th Street in Columbia. As longtime supporters of the Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee, Puckett's and A. Marshall Hospitality began this week by presenting a $6,000 check to a nonprofit. The funds were the result of a recent competition as part of the Boys and Girls Club's culinary program, with the winning dish being added to the Puckett's dessert menu. In addition, Puckett's hosted a Give Back Day, wherein a portion of sales would also be donated back to the Boys and Girls Club. The winning dish was the Presley Parfait, which is served in a mason jar filled with layers of crushed vanilla wafers, homemade banana pudding, fresh banana slices, peanut butter mousse, and whipped cream. It's kind of like a banana pudding, but done in a parfait style. A. Marshall founder Andy Marshall said, It's very popular. Marshall said he is always happy to donate to programs like the Boys and Girls Clubs, not just for their success in maintaining a 100% graduation rate for its students, but because it was the place he received his early education. I was a Boys and Girls Club kid in Memphis, Marshall said. You go about life being busy and raising your own kids, and at some point you start looking back on how you got here, and Boys and Girls Club was a big part of mine. It came at a time when I needed it most, spoke a lot of truth to my life, and gave me a lot of confidence, and I'm just very proud of what they do and the kids they speak to daily, he said. Boys and Girls Club CEO Ginny Wright said she and the Boys and Girls Club couldn't be happier with the continued support Marshall and Puckett's have shown, and that much of the program's continued success comes from donations, volunteers, and any other form of support. Andy and A. Marshall Hospitality have been great supporters for years and years, Wright said. It's just incredible to have community partners who are willing to step up every year. It really does amazing things for almost 1,200 kids per year in Murray County and also Giles County, she said. The Boys and Girls Club is currently gearing up for its summer events, which includes its Hero of the Year celebration, which encompasses six weeks where participants compete to raise the most funds. The winner will be named at a special ceremony at the UAW Hall in Spring Hill on Thursday, June 8th. Tickets are available at www.givesmart.com. All funds will benefit Spring Hill's youth clubs at Marvin Wright, Spring Hill Elementary, Battle Creek Elementary, and Battle Creek Middle Schools, which currently serve more than 350 students each year. After eight high school basketball coaching assignments and a pair of collegiate coaching roles over 31 years, John Wilde is on the move again. Wilde has been named girls basketball coach and athletics director at Santa Fe Unit School in northwest Murray County, ending a four-year stint at Summit, during which his teams won 60 games with three region tournament appearances. We interviewed some other people for the position, but you're just not going to beat the quality coach you can find in John Wilde. Santa Fe principal Randy Hubble said regarding the 2022 Basketball Coaches of Tennessee Hall of Fame inductee, I just hope that the girls and the parents and the community realize just how fortunate we are to have somebody at that level coming to run this program for us, he said. One of four Tennessee high school coaches to win both boys and girls state championships, the Lipscomb University graduate has 622 career victories over stops with Harpeth and Moore County on the boys' side and Bradford, Lawrence County, Franklin County, Riverdale, Wilson Central, and Franklin girls prior to his arrival at Summit in 2019. Wild's titles came in 1999 with Moore County's boys. 
in 2000 with Bradford's Girls, and in 2012 with Riverdale's Girls. The longer I thought about it, it's a chance for me to get back to my roots, I think, Wilde said. I started my career in a small school, Harpeth. Susan's and my kids went to school at a small school at a small school. We live in a small town. I went to a small high school, played at a small college. It's just a chance for me to get back to that, he said. I think the ability to have hands-on with your middle school and even your elementary school kids, being that they're all on the same campus, is something that's very, very enticing also. Just the development of the kids at a young age, bringing them along and seeing them not just four years, but in this case, six, seven, and eight years, he said. Based on the enrollment figures that dictated classification for the 2023 through 2025 period, there are also 20 TSSAA member schools smaller than Santa Fe. I think coaching's coaching, Wilde said. I never looked at it in my 33 years like I've got to get a 4A and I've got to stay there. You look at some of the most successful coaches in our state, they've all done it at a small school, and they're the people I respect most, he said. Wilde, who also served as a women's assistant at Evansville and at his collegiate alma mater, will succeed Jonathan Slaughter as girls coach at Santa Fe and fill the AD role vacated by Greg Lusk's retirement. Lusk is expected to remain on the school facility, on the school faculty, rather. The downtown streetscape along 7th Street might have looked a bit bare this week by passers-by who noticed a significant lack of foliage. However, city leaders tell residents not to worry. The lush beauty of downtown will return this spring with a refreshed look. After Columbia City crews uprooted approximately 60 trees around Public Square and 7th Street downtown as part of the city beautification project, new urban trees are in the process of being planted in their place as part of a downtown treescape project. According to city manager Tony Massey, the previous mature trees lining the main thoroughfare of historic 7th Street were causing damage to the sidewalks, the city sewer, and the historic building facades. The roots of the previous trees were causing the sidewalks to buckle and led to a few pedestrian injuries, Massey said. The limbs were also causing damage to the historic buildings along 7th Street. For a while, downtown merchants have been requesting that the city do something about the trees, Massey explained. New trees, mostly birch and elms, will be planted along the streetscape or smaller urban trees that have smaller trunks and a smaller root base, protecting sidewalks from damage. The tree removal was proposed initially in 2021 as a strategic plan objective. The project will be conducted in multiple phases, starting with the downtown square. The process involves using a grinding machine to remove the remaining stumps once the tree is cut down. The machine will then grind into the soil to remove the stop, which also, while also making room to plant a new sapling. The project cost the city approximately $35,000, Massey said. Some people have told us they like it better without the trees already because they can now see the buildings, he said. The next city projects to watch for, for are the new wastewater plant set to begin construction next year and the new streetscape on South Garden Street in the Arts District. Free sports physicals are scheduled for Monday, April 21st. 24th for boys and Monday, May 1st for girls at Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic in Columbia. All local athletes attending Murray County Public Schools, Zion Christian Academy, Agathis Classical School, Columbia Academy, and Columbia State Community College are welcome to attend. 
You can visit www.mtbj.net forward slash physicals for paperwork and additional details. This is a long-standing tradition in our community, since 1978 to be exact. We hope to see your athletes on the 24th and on the 1st. Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint said. Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic is located at 1050 North James Campbell Boulevard, Suite 200 in Columbia. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic is devoted to the quality care and health of their patients through focused attention on orthopedic well-being. Founded in 1975 in Columbia, Tennessee, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic provides a complete range of orthopedic services, including the treatment of fractures, total joint replacement, arthroscopic surgery, spinal surgery, and sports medicine. April 22nd is the DEA's National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day. On Saturday, April 22nd, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Murray County Sheriff's Department and the DEA and its partners will collect tablets, capsules, patches, and other solid forms of prescription drugs. For more than a decade, the event has helped Americans easily rid their homes of unneeded medications, those that are old, unwanted, or expired, that too often become a gateway to addiction. Take Back Day offers free and anonymous disposal of unneeded medications at more than 4,000 local drop-off locations nationwide. This year's event will take place at the RX Compound Center, located at 1515 Hatcher Lane in Columbia. In partnership with local law enforcement, Take Back Day has removed more than 8,300 tons of medication from circulation since its inception. For more information and to find a collection site near you, visit www.deatakeback.com. Additionally, Murray Regional Medical Center will often offer an opportunity to dispose of expired, unused, or unneeded prescription drugs safely and anonymously on Saturday, April 22nd. The free drug take-back event will be held in front of the Murray Regional Medical Center Medical Office Building located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The event will feature a convenient drive-through disposal process. Staff members will be present to safely receive items from drivers in their vehicles. The service is free and anonymous with no information required. Only medications in pill or patch form should be brought to the upcoming event. The site cannot accept liquids, needles, or sharps. Items should be in their original container, if possible. Murray County Public Schools invites area industries and businesses to their Senior Salute Day and Strive to Drive giveaway on Thursday, April 20th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Columbia Central High School football stadium at Murray County Park. During this event, one lucky senior will win a 2023 Jeep Compass from Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat. In addition to the Jeep Compass giveaway, this event will showcase seniors from every Murray County Public School High School and allow area businesses to meet over 800 students and share with them what your business has to offer. If you're interested in participating in the Senior Salute Career Day event, you can email askmcps at murrayk12.org. Join award-winning songwriters Mark Allen Springer, Mark Nessler, and more for a round of golf and a fun time singing and swinging to benefit the Tennessee Children's Home. For over 20 years, Tennessee Children's Home has put on a golf fundraiser successful in attaining the resources that change the lives of at-risk children and youth in Middle Tennessee. They invite you to help make an impact on at-risk children and youth in Tennessee. Be a part of this work by being a sponsor or player for the event 
which will take place on June 5th. For more information, contact Chris Dowdy at 931-486-2274, extension 218, or email him at cdowdy, that's C-D-O-U-G-H-T-I-E, at tennesseechildrenshome.org. The second annual Homestead Festival will be held on June 2nd and 3rd in Columbia on Rory Feek's farm. Now until April 21st, you can take advantage of a buy one, get one free ticket offer. With your purchase, you will be able to attend the event for both days. Combining music and meaning, the two-day affair features musical performances from Rory Feek, Colin Ray, Craig Campbell, and Paul Overstreet, as well as masterclass lectures by prominent homesteading community leaders such as Dr. Temple Grandin, Joel Salatin, Jill Winger, and many others. You can find tickets by going to www.hardisonmill.com forward slash the Homestead Festival. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Lois Poe Gillum, 95, a retired secretary and wife of Boyd Gillum, died Saturday at her residence. Funeral services for Mrs. Gillum will be conducted on Thursday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Archie Bubba Russell Jr., 76, a retired employee of Vought Aircraft Industries, Grand Fire Protection, and Williamson County Highway Department, died Saturday, April 15th. Funeral services for Mr. Russell will be conducted on Wednesday at 2 p.m. at Williamson Memorial Funeral Home in Franklin. Burial will follow in Green Cemetery in Prim Springs. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. William Lee Barron, 88, a retired educator and a longtime resident of Columbia, died Saturday at his son's residence in Manchester. Funeral services are incomplete at this time and will be announced later by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have a good deal of sunshine again today with a high near 84 degrees. Winds will be out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few clouds and a low of 54 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. 
But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Lawmakers are heading for a showdown over the governor's extreme risk protection order plan and possibly a gun safe storage bill as they try to adjourn for the year before the end of the week. 
The National Rifle Association stepped into the arena Tuesday with a statement saying red flag laws turn the Second Amendment into a second-class right and claiming they allow authorities to confiscate guns using a mere accusation. The Senate and House, meanwhile, are believed to be far apart on passing a bill designed to take guns away from people deemed a risk to themselves and others. But even within Senate leadership, the governor's order of protection idea is pitting key senators against each other as talks take place between lawmakers and the governor's office. For instance, while Senate Speaker Pro Tem Farrell Hale of Gallatin said Tuesday he hopes to see something in the way of an order of protection bill passed, Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson of Franklin is barely broaching the idea publicly. An amendment is said to be floating among the Senate. But Johnson said Tuesday, I have seen no bill, I have seen no language, and I'm not going to comment on something I haven't seen, he said. Meanwhile, Senator Todd Gardenhire, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, said he's not seeing anything when it comes to weapons-related bills. I'm not on the team, Gardenhire, a Chattanooga Republican, said Tuesday. Gardenhire previously said no gun-related bills would go through his committee, but if legislative leaders want to force a bill through the General Assembly, they could find a way. A spokesperson for Governor Bill Lee said Tuesday he is still working with legislative leaders to bring an order of protection law this session to ensure people who intend to harm themselves or others won't have access to weapons. The measure would require due process and a high burden of proof while preserving constitutional rights. On the other hand, a $55.6 billion budget plan is expected to coast through the legislature. It was approved Tuesday in Senate and House Finance Committees and is, is to be sent to the floors for Wednesday votes. Passing a budget is the only constitutionally required task of the General Assembly, but in the wake of the Covenant school shooting that claimed six lives, including three nine-year-olds, lawmakers are being asked to take a new look at gun laws, including a so-called red flag measure to keep guns away from dangerous people, and possibly a gun storage bill requiring people to lock weapons in vehicles when left unattended. A couple of bills dealing with orders or protection could be heard in House committees, but it's unclear what type of reception they would receive in the Senate, said Democratic State Senator Jeff Yarborough of Nashville. Over the last two weeks, this legislature has demonstrated its capacity to move quickly when it wants to. The only question right now is whether we have the will to take action, Yarborough said. Tennessee gas prices continue to rise for the fourth straight week, AAA announced in the news on a news release on Monday. Pump prices across the state rose eight cents on average over last week. The Tennessee gas price average is now three dollars and thirty eight cents, which is twenty six cents more expensive than one month ago, but forty six cents less than one year ago. Higher crude oil prices are continuing to impact the prices that we see at the pump said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the Auto Club Group. The U.S. price of crude only rose 2% last week, but it was enough to reach a new 2023 high of $83.26 per barrel. Given this increase, it's likely that Tennesseans will continue to see pump prices fluctuate higher again this week, she said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Join Folds of Honor Tennessee for a night of Nashville's hottest musicians, professional athletes, comedians, and influencers going head-to-head in the third annual Rock and Jock Celebrity Softball Game benefiting Folds of Honor Tennessee. The event will take place on Monday, June 5th at 6.30 p.m. at First Horizon Park. You can purchase tickets at fevogm.com. With tickets on sale now, this is one of the most anticipated events of the organization, benefiting the families of America's injured and fallen service members and first responders. With celebrity, confirmed celebrity players, including Chris Lane, Brantley Gilbert, Missy Franklin, Jelly Roll, Brett Young, Jimmy Allen, Mitchell Tenpenny, Riley Green, Ray Lynn, Charles Esten, Sean Johnson, and Andrew East, this event is one you don't want to miss. Sarah Duncan, Folds of Honor Regional Development Officer of North Texas, will make an appearance as a guest speaker at the event. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.